Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 32 of Revelation chapter 18. We're going to be reading verses 22 and 23. In the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee, and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And I'll stop reading there. Now, uh, as we're continuing to go verse by verse through this chapter, which is describing the judgment of God upon the kingdom of Satan, the nations of the world, all the unsaved inhabitants of the earth, whether they're within churches or outside of churches, are under the wrath of God. And they are experiencing the judgment of God. And and here, uh, the judgment of God is being described as God tends to do in parabolic language. And, and so he is speaking of uh, the, the day of his wrath, and yet he's talking uh, about harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters being heard no more at all in thee. And this is where um, the method that so many in the churches and congregations employ for Bible interpretation uh, is, is, is faulty, and it cannot help them. Because they look at the literal words and, and maybe they'll come up with the idea, oh, it's a terrible time, so you wouldn't want to have music playing and, 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 or things along those lines. Rather than we look into the Bible as God has directed us to do and compare scripture with scripture to define what these things mean. What does God mean? Uh, about the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters not being heard anymore at all in Babylon. What do those things represent? And when we check out the Bible, we find concerning um, uh, harpers and, and harps um, an explanation or a, or a biblical definition in First Chronicles chapter 25 and this is what God uh, often does you can have a word like harper and, and you can look uh, at 20 or 30 places where it's fa- it's used in the Bible and 28 or 29 of them maybe of no help but the, often there is a verse that provides great assistance to helping to understand the spiritual definition. In First Chronicles 25, it says, beginning in verse 1, Moreover, David and the captains of the host 
separated to the service of the sons of Asaph and of Heman and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy with harps, with psalteries, and with cymbals. And the number of the workmen according to their service was, and it goes on to mention uh, a bunch of men and their names and, and who they're sons of. At the end of verse 2, it says, which prophesied according to the order of the king. In verse 3, more names are mentioned. At the end of verse 3, who prophesied with a harp to give thanks and to praise Jehovah. Three times the word prophesy is used, and it's used in relationship to harps and musical instruments, psalteries, cymbals, and so on, just as we have here in Revelation chapter 18, and, and that is the biblical definition. To play the harp, as David did before King Saul, or to play other musical instruments in the Bible, portrays or, or pictures prophesying the word of God. And, and that's why Saul uh, would, would be appeased for a time. The, the prophecy, uh, in, in a way, uh, of the word of God, uh, was quieting his soul. And that is the picture that God is using concerning harpers. And, and that's why, remember back in Revelation 15, concerning those that had gotten the victory over the beast, uh, it said in, um, Revelation 15, in verse 2, And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God, and they sing the song of the servant of God and the song of the Lamb. So the the whole business of music in the Bible, the, the harps, the psalteries, the cymbals, the singing of songs, all typifies and pictures bringing God's word, declaring the gospel, um, prophesying the word of God. And, and here God says, the voice of harpers and musicians. Now, it's interesting that uh, we, we do not find the word musicians plural, um, I believe, uh, anywhere else in the Bible. But we do find musicians, singular, and it's used 55 times in the Psalms in the inscription of 55 different Psalms. And, and in those Psalms, it is inscribed to the chief musician. And, and then it'll go on Psalm 51. It has that inscription to the chief musician. And, and so since music pictures the bringing of the gospel, well, those who play the music the, the harpers, um, who got the victory over the beast in Revelation 15 are God's elect. They, they're the ones that bring forth the gospel, sharing it with the world, and they are musicians. But the chief musician is God himself. Uh, he, uh, he is over all. And, and so when, 
we read that the voice of harpers and musicians, they're synonymous. It, it's referring to the same group of people, and that would be those who carry the message of the Bible, and of pipers and trumpeters. It's still maintaining the same idea. If we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we find uh, both of these words, or very similar words, used in 1 Corinthians 14, and I'll start reading in verse 6. It says, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? And even things without life-giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So likewise ye, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. And in this chapter, God is moving the Apostle Paul to compare words plainly spoken, uh, which are, are said to be prophesied, and words that are received in the form of a tongue that nobody can understand until one interpret, and then it becomes equal to prophesying because when the person interprets, when the man interprets, then uh, it, it, it's prophesying because he's speaking plain. Well, uh, here God is speaking or using the example of musical instruments. It's the same thing with pipes and harps. And they, they have to have a certain distinction in the sounds. You can't just make a racket as uh, I would do because I have no talent and no ability to play it, but God gives some people that kind of talent and ability, and they're able to play uh, clearly, distinctively, and, and follow the music and tune, and it sounds wonderful. Well, that's how it is with the gospel. It must be plainly spoken, plainly declared, following, of course, God's methodology on the things that should be said. And so the, the piping uh, here is tied to plainly speaking the word of God, which would be prophesying. And so to the trumpet. This verse, I think many of us are familiar with. If the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? Remember, in in the time before May 21, 2011, when the Lord opened up, such uh, an enormous amount of information and locked in the date of Judgment Day. And then um, he emphasized uh, the scripture in the book of Ezekiel that if a watchman see the sword come uh, upon the land, and we know that all God's people are watchmen, if the watchman see the sword come, he must blow the trumpet and warn the people. And we understood that meant we have to share 
the truth of the Word of God, the Bible, with others, the truths that we were learning as God opened up His Word to reveal these things. We had a responsibility, an obligation, a duty as a watchman to sound the trumpet in a very certain way. God made sure of that because of the absolute nature of the proclamation, May 21, 2011, exclamation point, Judgment Day. It it was necessary because the Lord wanted um, a, a certain sound to be trumpeted across the face of the earth so that mankind would understand they had up until that day to prepare for the battle. And the only proper um, preparation is salvation. That is, they were warned they could have gone to God and besought him for all its worth and, and cried and cried unto, unto God for mercy. If perhaps he, he might grant them mercy if they were one of his elect. And that's what it means to give a certain sound on the trumpet. Now, by the way, at this time, we're not saying October 7th, 2015, exclamation point, because, let, let's let follow that thought through, uh, what if we did? What if we did? And are we warning people? Are, are, we, are we going out with great urgency? Oh, we have to tell all the world October 7th, 2015, because the end's coming, so that they can prepare. Prepare for what? And and how could they prepare? What could they do at this time that would change their spiritual condition? And the answer is nothing, because God has established every man's spiritual condition. The righteous are righteous still, and the filthy are filthy still. And and whether we say there's a strong likelihood or it's an absolute truth from the Bible and so forth, it's going to happen, it will not impact one individual's spiritual condition. It's not going to make someone unsaved, in other words. It's not going to humble them or move them to go to God so that God might grant them salvation. That cannot be. It's an impossibility. So we are using wisdom. We're declaring all the biblical evidence as God has opened it up to us and sharing it. And we're we're telling people this is everything we know and there's a very strong likelihood it will happen. And there's just no need to speak in absolute terms. Well, well, anyway, here in Revelation 18, it says, And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And again, all these musical instruments, the musicians themselves, it all points to the gospel, to the, the word of God, and, and remember we had that commission, that task, go into all the world with the gospel and, and bring the message to every creature because God was seeking and searching for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. They, they must be found that that was always on our mind. 
because God instilled that within us and gave us that tremendous desire to do his will in that area. The elect must be found wherever they are in this world, and the word of God must be applied, so they have to hear it. That is, the word of God must reach them, and then when the word of God does reach them, and if they're one of God's elect, God will open their ears to hear, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, and that's how God's saved. Well, we we need to consider and to read this carefully. When God says concerning the voice of harpers, musicians, pipers, and trumpeters, that, that it shall be heard no more at all in thee, he's not saying that there won't be those harping or that there won't be those spiritually uh, acting the role of a musician or a piper or a trumpeter, that there won't be churches or there won't be those who even would more um, historically identify with the true gospel outside of the church, uh, ministries that, that were previously faithful. God isn't saying that you will not hear someone say, go to the Lord and seek him uh, for salvation, cry out for mercy today. Uh, no, he's not saying that. People can hear that still today, and we're in the day of judgment. We're in the time Revelation 18 is describing. And and so it's not that the Bible can't be found. The Bible is present. People are sharing the Bible and encouraging others. Go to God for salvation, despite the fact there is none. But what God is saying is that the the spiritual trumpeting of the word of God, the spiritual harping, the playing and singing forth that that points to the bringing of the gospel will not be heard no more at all in Babylon, in the world. It will not be heard because there's a famine of hearing. And let's go back to Amos chapter 8. Now this verse... Um, is speaking of the famine that came upon the churches and congregations during the Great Tribulation. But it is also perfectly describing what God did on May 21, 2011. And uh, let's read in Amos 8, verse 11, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord Jehovah, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of Jehovah. And we correctly and rightly have understood this verse to mean this. In the church, when God abandoned the congregations and the Holy Spirit came out of the midst and Satan's spirit entered in, they still had Bibles they still had preachers. They still had messages preached that were somewhat faithful and, and on occasion very faithful in line with what the Bible said. And, and so all the ingredients, all the elements that were there during the church age that God blessed the Bible, the preaching of his word, 
the the faithful preaching of his word and and the congregation uh, in attendance and and God would bless that according to his will at various times throughout the church age to bring salvation to individuals in the congregation by opening their ears and and that is the one missing ingredient that the church lacked during the 23-year Great Tribulation from 1988 to 2011. They did not have the Holy Spirit present to open up the ears of anyone within the churches and congregations of the world. And, and that's how we know that there was no salvation taking place because... God came out of the church. He gave it up and turned it over to Satan. The Bible says that the the daily was taken away and the abomination of desolation set up. Well, th- that was the transaction that uh, happened simultaneously. The Holy Spirit came out. Satan's spirit entered in and the church was finished. It was then a dead church No one became saved. It's an impossibility to be saved without the Spirit of God opening your ears. And as a result, there was a famine of hearing. They had the Bible. They had the preaching. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I don't know how many Sundays there are in 23 years, but there's a lot of them. Sunday after Sunday, weekly Bible studies, Whatever outreach of the church, it, it involved the word of God oftentimes, and yet there was not a single individual within any church in the world in 23 years that became saved. That's a famine of hearing. And, and we could say that the word of God was not heard anymore at all in her, in the church. Just as God is saying, that the voice of harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. So today, uh, a, a ministry can can tell people, just like the churches still continue to tell people, go to God, go ahead, go to God, and and cry out for mercy. Oh, he'll he he's a merciful God and. And he'll save all the way to the end of the world. As long as we're here, there's they can say those things, and they can they can bring the Bible, and they can they can teach on the Bible, and and they can do all the the necessary things. They they can bring all the necessary ingredients to the mix, except they cannot. They they have no ability to open up the ears of anyone hearing those things because only God the Holy Spirit can make someone hear. And and God is saying in verse after verse after verse in, in Revelation 18 here that that it's not going to be heard anymore at all. And, and the craftsman will not be found and the sound of the millstone will not... Uh, be heard anymore, and the light of the candle will not shine, and the voice of the bridegroom 
and the voice of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, because it involves the Holy Spirit, and and only God can do that particular aspect of the work of opening the ears to hear. And, and that is not happening anymore, anywhere in the world. And, and it doesn't matter how much somebody insists. And that's what Christ meant when he said there will be many coming to the door and, and saying, Lord, Lord, open. That they're trying to insist. They're trying to have their way. They're, they're trying to say, look, we're the people of God. We have the Bible. And, and we have the proper way of God. They're even, they're even going to tell people the, the very narrow way. You can't get yourself saved, they'll say. You, oh, God saves through election. And it's up to Him. But still they'll give that encouragement. Yet He will save His people, they'll say. And, and they'll give false encouragement, false hope. There's nothing good or loving or kind or, or proper about giving someone false encouragement and false hope that when, when there is none. It's not a bomb. It's not a medicine. It's not an ointment that will help anyone. It's, it's, um, really being a physician of no value when someone is involved in, in presenting a message that has lies in it, and the lie today is that the door is still open, that God will still save. Oh, oh, yes, we know this. When they do not know that, because they can't even explain where we are in relationship to the Great Tribulation period. They they uh, have lost sight of God's times and seasons, of the biblical calendar of history, and it's causing them to wander around in the dark, and that will only lead to stumbling. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.